Let's jump out to the Sprint special guest line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, the voice of the Huskies, Tony Castricone on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Tony, thanks for a few minutes. How are you doing? I'm good. How about you guys? Hey, we're doing terrific. We were just saying that uh, this weekend of football around here is is awesome from uh, from an opponent standpoint. I, I shouldn't leave out Utah State taking on San Diego State. That's going to be a great game. But certainly the Huskies, anytime they come to town, Tony, you know it's going to be uh, a great show to watch. Yeah, I, I think it should be a good game. I think both teams at, at two and one already feel like uh, they really can't afford to have another slip up. So you've got that going on. And, you know, this is a good matchup. I think, um, you know, this is a BYU offense that is going to, is probably going to look a lot different than it did when it came to Seattle last year. The Huskies probably played one of their best games of the season against BYU last year in their 35 to 7 win. That, that was just a night where the Huskies executed really well. And of course, uh, Wilson hadn't yet taken over a quarterback for Mangum uh, at the time that BYU came here. So, you know, I, I think it should be a different game. Obviously, uh, Provo is a great home field advantage for BYU. And I, I expect it to be a good football game. What will happen if BYU does some of the things it did against USC, dropping guys back into coverage, uh, trying to bait uh, Easton into making some mistakes? The Huskies' run game is too good for that, isn't it? Uh, I, I don't I don't know what the pros and cons of, of all that game planning and scheming uh, is and, and how it will actually come to fruition on Saturday. I, I know the, the Huskies are balanced. It's, it's a good, balanced offense. Um, you know, you, you kind of have a three-headed monster at running back, which is a great thing. Uh, Savan Ahmed is the incumbent. He's the guy that was kind of the backup for Miles Gaskin the last couple of years, and now as a junior, he's got great open field speed. But, but truthfully um, – you know, Sean McGrew, who's, who's kind of a tiny step back but has really good footwork, is coming off a career-high 63 yards against Hawaii, and I thought I had one of his better games. And then I think we're all excited about this freshman, Richard Newton, who um, is just a powerful downhill runner and already has four touchdown runs on the season. And so I, I really think all three of the backs present their own challenges. And I think when you look at the wide receiving core – um, you know, it's a veteran group, uh, and the Huskies might have the best tight end in the conference in Hunter Bryant. And so it's a versatile, multiple offense that I, I think is capable of, of hurting teams in a variety of ways. But, but yeah, I mean, BYU's strength has been their defense under Kalani Satake, and I, I know that they've got a lot of playmakers back there as well. Tony Castricone with us, voice of the Huskies on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Tell us, uh, what are the early returns on Jacob Eason? What have you seen? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, he's got a heck of an arm. Maybe the uh, most exciting throw he's had all season was an incompletion where he overshot the receiver by a good three or four steps, but he just sent the ball 70 yards in the air, and we've kind of joked this week that if he could throw it 70 yards at sea level, what's he going to do in Provo, you know? Um yeah, he's just got a cannon of an arm. He's a great kid, too. Uh, and I think maybe the most impressive thing was uh, there, there was just some talk about, you know, how is he going to adjust to running this different sort of offense? And obviously the quarterback position is such a cerebral one. You know, has he developed since his time at Georgia in that way? And I just love the, the seven touchdown, one interception, even the one pick that he had, 
you know, I mean, it was against an elite defense where, where the guy just kind of went up and made a play against Hunter Bryant. Um, you know, I, I think he's done a nice job of taking care of the football, uh, completing at a high percentage, 69%. And um, just, I, I don't know, there, there's an excitement, there's an explosiveness to this offense that as good as Jake Browning was, as great of a game manager as he was, and as great of uh, of a leader as he was for four years, there's this excite, there's this pop on the deep ball that that has certainly excited Husky fans through the first three games. What happened against Cal? What uh, to what do you attribute that result? A lot of factors. Um, I, I don't think. I don't want to say that I think Washington's the better team um, because Cal has now won two in a row against Washington, and and certainly it's a good matchup. And they've got a really elite defense, um, and 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 uh, BYU fans know about that um, from from having played Cal last year. But I, I think you know it was a weird night here at Husky Stadium. I mean, it was a night game. The energy was popping. We had Mike McCready from Pearl Jam played the national anthem in a like tribute to Jimi Hendrix sort of way. And I mean, it was just, there was 70,000 people screaming and rocking and it was the legit home field advantage, you know, it can be. And then the lightning came in and we had a surreal, severe thunderstorm that lasted for two and a half hours. And by the time we resumed football at 10:30 PM Pacific time, you know, 9.46 left in the first quarter, it's like we're starting a whole new game in front of 10,000 people. I mean, it was just strange. And Washington actually was the aggressor out of the gate. They they had, uh, you know, jumped out to a 10 nothing lead, and it looked like it was going to be their day and kind of one of those slow, slugfest sort of games. But in the third quarter, Cal just put together two long, slow drives where they ate up the clock. And it was a young, it's a young Husky defense. They only returned two starters from last year. Extremely talented. Got talent all over the place, but Cal with its big running back ran downhill and, uh, and put together a couple long drives, some key third down conversions. And, and when they got into the red zone, they finished with touchdowns. When the Huskies got in the red zone, they finished with field goals. And ultimately you lose a game by one point. I mean, that's, that's a real clear, uh, line of demarcation and the difference between the two. But, you know, uh, it was a, a strong running back in Christopher Brown, 230 pounds. You look at Tyson Williams, he kind of reminds you of the same thing. Um, you know, so so we'll see if BYU can sustain drives and then finish them with touchdowns. That'll give them a great chance of pulling off the win. Tony, what would you say is the strength of this year's Washington team? What is keeping Coach Satake up at night? You know, I I don't know that I've figured out yet uh, through three games what this team is elite at. I think right now it's a team that's really good at a lot of things. Um, but, you know, how you, you never want to be the jack-of-all-trades master of none. Um, maybe maybe there is an area that the Huskies would like to take that next step and be elite in a certain department. Uh, I think the area of pleasant surprise so far has been special teams. It was an area that the Huskies struggled in a little bit last year, but Peyton Henry has been perfect on field goals and PATs, including a 49-yarder. That, that almost was the game winner against Cal until they, they put together a last second drive. Um, you know, I, I think uh, really, I, I think you just have to see Jacob Eason's arm and his ability to find guys downfield 
And uh, I, I think that, yes, as talented as BYU is in the secondary and, and bringing eight starters back on defense, they've got a lot of reasons to believe they can handle Washington's deep ball. But there's multiple deep threats. And I think it, it could be the home run ball that maybe changes some things in Washington's favor if they're able to complete those passes. If they're not, you know, and, and you've got to respect Washington's ground game. That's the thing. You can't just, like, prepare for the deep ball because Washington can run the football. But if, if BYU can control the line of scrimmage and stop Washington's running game and force Jacob Beeson to throw the ball, then those deep balls become less of a threat because you know they're coming. So related question, Tony, uh, I guess more specific, if there was one player you were going to point out that uh, fans, football fans up here in Utah should keep an eye on Saturday, who, who, which name would you give? I would say Hunter Bryant, I think, is one of the most underrated tight ends in the country. He's a great pass catcher at that tight end position. I think he's going to make a lot of money playing football. Um, you know, where's number one and, and really just has a, you know, he's a big target. He's kind of undersized from a height standpoint, but man, very muscular and very courageous. He, he'll take a shot over the middle and hold on to the football like anybody else in the country. And then from the running game standpoint, I, I really like 28, another freshman, Richard Newton, um, you know, four touchdown runs already and, and just a real physical runner, kind of a classic running back and uh, really like what he's done so far this season. Well, Tony, we th- uh, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time and uh, look forward to the game certainly on Saturday. We'll see you down in Provo. All right, fellas. Thank you. Thanks, Tony. Tony Castricone, voice of the Washington Huskies. Man, after listening to him, I I, I imagine football fans around here would be really excited to watch that game. Oh, I would think so. I mean, he painted a different picture than you did about the Huskies before the season started. You were never all that impressed, but uh, Tony makes it sound like this team is really worth watching. Well, I think they are worth it. I mean, it's a Chris Peterson team. I just don't think they're going to be as good as last year, and I think people were still assuming that they were. They're just turning over a lot of players. But see, I I took a lot of a, a different vibe from him. I took a vibe that he, there's still a lot of un, unknowns. I mean, when I asked him, you know, what's the strength of this team, he said, oh, you know, we've still got to find out. They're kind of good at everything. <laughs> kind of good. And, it's kind of good, good enough. And he, you know, we talked about Jacob Eason. He said he has a good arm and he's a great kid, but he didn't really, you know, talk about him being dynamic as yeah, of but yet. His, so yeah, I, but their ability to throw the ball with that big arm. And he's a big guy. He's like, wasn't he 6'6", 230 or something like that? Yeah. Um, when you have that capability and then you have that run game that the Huskies have, that, you know, that's, that's tough to, to be everywhere. The only real definitive thing that I took from him is they really like their tight end, Hunter Bryant. Yeah, he did say that twice. <laughs> yeah, so, no, no, I thought he was terrific. Don't get me wrong. and I, I thought he gave a great insight. But I, You think he's better than the Huskies? I wasn't reading that he was saying this is a great team coming to Provo. I thought he actually sounded like there was still some stuff that we got to figure out about these guys. Okay. Was I was I up in the night? No, I mean, you could take uh, both what you took and what I took from it, uh, I guess. But I... I guess I just have so much respect for Chris Peterson that I always expect his team to be really tough. And they probably will be. And it's not the same team as a year ago, but, man, I'll tell you, the Huskies, they just took it to the Cougars. They went up 35 nothing in that game, and it was over. I mean, it was, it was very difficult for them. And the athleticism of the Huskies was impressive. Right. 
And, and all by, those by guys are gone. I'm not just talking about the speed guys. I'm talking about those big linemen. Right. They were they're, tough. And now they're playing on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're gone. And you could certainly make an argument that Washington underachieved last year with all those players. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, in the Pac-12 championship game, it, it, it was tough for them to score some points. It was ugly. That was. That was ugly. It was. That wasn't just ugly. It was ugly. And you could make an argument that, that Utah, I mean, if Washington is as good as all that, you could make an argument that Utah should have gotten blown off the field in that game and that it was anything but. Right. Because they were playing with a backup quarterback, backup running back, and Washington's got this senior-laden squad that's all headed to the pros. <laughs> and that game was very much up in the air. Well, we'll see what happens on Saturday. I, 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 so uh, let me ask you the same question about that game that I asked Frank about Utah-USC. Do you think it'll be high scoring? No. So are we looking at 21-17? Something like that. Well, that's how BYU stays in the game. If it's high scoring, I think it's going to be tough. Hmm. But if it's low scoring and BYU has another defensive effort like they did last week, absolutely they're going to be in the game. We've talked with Kalani enough to know what his number one goal is on the defensive side of the ball every game is to stop or slow the run. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to on Saturday. No doubt about that.